Hello everyone and welcome to the Healing My Earth, Healing Me podcast, the podcast where we explore different concepts and ideas on how our actions are affecting our environment and how that goes back to our own health and well-being. So I really enjoy puns and so I don't know if you've noticed but the title of the podcast episode is Let's Talk About Second Order Consequences, Baby. And that's because um, that song is stuck in my head, so I thought, I'll just use that as my title. (laughs) I hope you know which song I'm talking about. So yeah, in light of everything that's going on today, and the last few weeks and months, if you're considering the other natural disasters as well, I'd like to speak about second order consequences. So I was a little bit hesitant to publish this podcast to begin with, um, because of the controversy that it might cause. And as Richard Branson says, screw it, let's do it. So here I am just doing it anyway. And I'm sitting on my backyard at the moment and I'm feeling really grateful to have this platform and grateful to have a home to actually stay home in. And so just acknowledging that there are people out there with not as many privileges as we have here in Australia. And so in terms of higher level consequences, if you're not really sure what this concept is, I really enjoy how Ray Dalio describes it. So, by recognising the higher level consequences nature optimises for, I've come to see that people who overweigh the first order consequences of their decisions and ignore the effects of second and subsequent order consequences rarely reach their goals. This is because first order consequences often have opposite desirables from second order consequences, resulting in big mistakes in decision making. For example, the first order consequences of exercise, pain and time spent, are commonly considered undesirable, while the second order consequences, better health and more attractive appearance, are desirable. Similarly, the food that tastes good is often bad for you, and vice versa. Quite often, the first order consequences are the temptations that cost us what we really want, and sometimes they are the barriers that stand in our way. It's almost as though nature sorts us by throwing trick choices that have both types of consequences and penalising those who make their decisions on the basis of the first order consequences alone. By contrast, people who choose what they really want and avoid the temptations and get over the pains that drive them away from what they really want are much more likely to have successful lives. So I hope that clears it up for you in terms of what higher level consequences are. So with this in mind, I was thinking back and realizing that in society at the moment, we've become so used to instant gratification, doesn't exactly constitute to our being, being well, and yeah, more holistic well-being. So thinking a bit more long-term and thinking of these higher level consequences is definitely a good thing. So with everything that's going on with the virus and the other consequences with that, I just wanted to start off with some awesome second order consequences that we've seen already and that's 
and I'll link some of the articles in the show notes as well so you can check them out. So in China and Italy, the air has become significantly clearer. The Grand Canal in Venice, which I went to visit a few years back, is now running clearer waters and some of the animals have started coming back as well. Some major cities like New York, Seattle and Chicago, the fog of pollution there has lifted up. And so essentially, global carbon emissions have definitely fallen. So is this mother's nature's so is this mother nature's way of pretty much reclaiming back her land? It's pretty yeah, it's pretty awesome to see these second order consequences already. So because there's always two sides to the coin, I'm going to flip it now. So here are the second order consequences that I'm fairly concerned about. One of the biggest things, which I have a feeling that you'd already know what I'm about to say, the amount of what the amount of waste we're generating to battle the virus. All the plastic shields, masks, disinfectant wipes, gloves that we use to keep ourselves safe from the virus, they're not recyclable. They're typically not recyclable. They're not compostable. And they're getting just and they're just getting dumped in our landfill. And if you're a healthcare worker, that's understandable. And if you're not and you're buying these masks, I'd encourage you to check out some of the challenges that are out there and doing a bit of research as well as to what are the masks that actually work because you don't want to buy the masks that don't actually work just for the sake of it. And second one that I'm concerned about is the disinfectants and the strong antimicrobials that we're using to sanitize our spaces, wipe down our homes, wipe down different surfaces that we come in contact with. What's that doing to our microbiome? And how is that going to shape the microbiome and the immune systems of our children? Just something to think about there. Back to what I first mentioned earlier about the air in China being cleaner again, it wasn't actually the reduction in commuting and grounded planes that dropped the emissions by 25%. It's actually because of pausing industrial manufacturing. And a new UN report actually said that we are currently way off track to meeting the targets at the Paris Agreement. So the UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres says that Climate change is a far greater threat than the coronavirus. So one of the memes that I saw in the early days of COVID is who is COVID-19's or coronavirus's PR manager? Because we need that for climate change. And I had a bit of a chuckle and then realized, hold up, that's kind of true. But also it's up to us to take action. With all this said, and yes, emissions are low at the moment, but there's no guarantee that emissions will remain low. Looking back at and looking back to previous economic crises, there, there were dips in emissions in those times. So the 2008 financial crisis and the oil shocks in the 1970s, the emissions bounced back as economies recovered. Sure, 
what's happening right now is different. But after the acute phase passes, production will ramp back up again and carbon emissions are probably going to go back up with it. So that's not to say that our consumption habits are meaningless. Every action definitely counts. And if we as a collective take action on that, then we can definitely make change. And also just to be clear, just a little bit of a, just a little bit of a disclaimer. I'm not providing answers. I don't have all the answers. I don't think anyone does. But I just I just like to encourage you to think about this. Think about the high level consequences and talk to your communities about it as well. Now is the time to talk to communities that you might not typically connect with or grow even closer with the communities that you're connected with but not physically um let's still practice physical distancing just through the screens <laughs> so yeah definitely still practice so definitely still practice physical distancing during this time limit going to public spaces when you can when you're getting soap try and get the ones that aren't covered in plastic and dispose of your rubbish properly now in saying those, I recognise that all these are privileges and we're so lucky to be in a country, living in Australia at the moment, to have proper waste disposal and be able to actually physically distance ourselves from people to reduce the transmission of the virus. So those are three main things I'm concerned about. and. Yeah, I'd encourage you to look up some more for yourself, and I'd love to hear them as well. So, with all of that said, my favourite higher-level consequence out of all of this is how we relate with each other now. There are so many awesome stories of people helping people, hackathons being started from all this, and bringing together more communities that have had physical boundaries but now don't really like you can just access courses from people that you admire online now that they've transferred onto online so you don't have to be there physically and I'm very conscious that I'm that I might be in a bubble of seeing all of this because of the circles I'm in and what I actually feed my brain and the information diet that I take in but just even looking globally, it's amazing seeing the collaborations and the initiatives that are starting. So Taiwan has Taiwan is sending seven million masks to Europe, two million to the US, and a million to a small band of countries that have diplomatic ties with the country. In South Africa, the Oppenheimer and Rupert families have donated over one hundred million dollars to the WHO Solidarity Fund. The technology firm Naspers has contributed $75 million and the Motsepa Foundation, in partnership with Sanlam, African Rainbow Capital and African Rainbow Minerals, has donated $54 million. And in India, a group of engineers from the country's top engineering schools have built a prototype of a portable ventilator that costs one-third of the price of normal machines. And that's going to be ready for testing by the 7th of April. So... I don't know if you're seeing it, but I'm seeing a common theme here. A lot of us are coming together and 
I really love this quote. So it's an old African proverb that's been attributed to Al Gore before. If you want to go quickly, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And that is one of the reasons why I'm really, really obsessed with bringing people together in communities and why I'm here with you guys today and sharing this all through this platform and I hope this stimulates some conversation with you and main action point from this one is to come together with your community and have a discussion on higher level consequences with what's happening right now and how we can move past this and bounce forward out of this pandemic and how we can do that together so thank you so much for tuning into another episode of healing my earth healing me and i'd love to hear what you guys come up with and what are the things that you're starting to consider so feel free to reach out to me on linkedin instagram and twitter with all this and someone that's an expert in this area or if you yourself want to jump on the podcast with me i've got the link to my calendly in the show notes and i'd love for you to reach out to me and we can schedule a call in thank you so much and have a wonderful weekend everyone